Hello, everybody. Welcome back to One Hour with Santi. Now, let me tell you this. This week, we're going to be talking about Bush Gardens, which is honestly my home park. I'm originally from Tampa Bay. Now, here's the thing to point out. I've gone so many times. There's so much to talk about this time. Now, I, cur- I am currently a UOAP pass holder or universal pass holder or whatever you call it. UOAP, I call it. But anyways, I am... A- Currently, that pass holder, and I'm trying to go as often as over there. Bush Gardens, I'm starting to flip away from because I've gone so many years already, and it's been so many times. But it is a fun place, though, and I'll tell you what to expect when you come here. And there's going to be a lot of roller coasters, a lot of animals, and I'll be going throughout the park from the front all the way to the back and ending in Egypt. If you are familiar with the layout, good for you. If you're new to this um, world of Tampa Bay, well, let me tell you this. I'll tell you exactly where they are because I know the map by heart and I know where everything is. And I've gone so many years. Let's get it going. Bush Gardens. And later on, we'll be talking about SeaWorld, which honestly, I haven't been there in seven years. We'll talk more about my personal experience. From what I can remember, I've done everything at the time, but haven't gone since then. After that, they've added Mako, Icebreaker, um, Infinity Falls. And if you if you keep up with theme park stuff, then you'll know what these rides are. Or if you've gone to SeaWorld, you know what these are. But we'll talk more about those rides later on. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with a song from Islands of Adventure. Take it away, Islands! <laughs>
Hello, and we are back. And in case if you're wondering where that song came from, again, it's from Islands of Adventure. You've been hearing, if you've been listening to this podcast, you've heard it a couple of times already. It's one heck of a song, I gotta tell you. you it, it hypes me up, at least. It should hype you up as well. And it gives you a great atmosphere when you go into a theme park, Islands of Adventure in Universal Orlando Resort. Now... Today, we're going to, well, first, we're going to talk about Bush Gardens, which is currently my home park, in case if you've missed it from earlier that I've mentioned. And we're going to be going throughout the park and mentioning all the rides that are in store and all the animals that are provided. Now, this is a zoo theme park, and it's located right in Temple Terrace area, outside of Tampa Bay, on the east from Tampa Bay, by the way. And you'll be traveling there from I-75, most likely. So, start things off. They have multiple areas that are themed to different um, parts of Africa, which is the main theme of the park, Bush Gardens Africa. And the first area you will see is Morocco, which is a current home to a future ride, Iron Gwazi. Now, a little bit of a background story. You guys may know... The rough, legendary, the roughest ride you could probably do is called Gwazi. Was called Gwazi. And let me tell you this. I never got to experience it, unfortunately. I did have a... I did have plenty of chances to ride it. But I was recommended by a lot of people to not do it because it was so rough. I honestly didn't care. I've ridden Kumba so many times. Which I'll mention later on what that ride is. Now, let me tell you this. Iron Gwazi has been delayed for over a year. It was supposed to open last year of spring. Now it's a year later due to COVID-19. I was pissed that they were pushing it to right now. I thought it would open like later on in 2020 before my fun card expired. But l- lately, I did hear that uh, my fun card got extended three months and it expires this month on the 23rd of March as of this video. So I hope I can get one more opportunity to visit this place because, I mean, it's not likely that Iron Gwazi would be open by the time my last visit would be here. And it would suck like crap. And what a heck of a missing opportunity. But I did get to ride another new ride, which I'll mention later on. Now, as you keep going from the west side of the park, from Morocco, you either go to the right where you find the monkeys and the alligators, where you'll see Cheetah Hunt, and then there's the other way, where you go into Bird Gardens. Now, this is more of an animal area, and I gotta say, it's no rides, there's no rides, but there used to be a show there called Critter Castaways, and it's currently a home to a special um, special events place that's called Gwazi Park. And, um, oh, and by the way, you also find Gwazi Gliders, a little kitty ride for little ones, right next to Iron Gwazi. Now, now, there's not much to do with bird gardens. It's mainly to see flamingos, different birds, and, um, and you can see kangaroos. At your earliest convenience, they close around five daily from what I recall. Now, not 
I don't think they're open all the t- time anyway. But going back on Iron Gwazi, what do I think of the ride? It looks amazing. I would ride it many times if I had the opportunity to, which now I won't be able to. And it's going to suck because what a waste of a year it's been. And it's plus it's been sitting there. And fun fact, after Iron Gwazi, or excuse me, regular Gwazi closed in 2015, they had it standing up for the past couple of years. Few years, actually. So it's been crazy. It's been left abandoned. And there used to be, and there's also was another ride, which thankfully got torn down for this new ride that's coming up, which again, I'll mention later. That's that. Enough about Iron Gwazi. Let's move on to Sesame Street Safari Fun. That's the name of that area. It's the main kids area. It's home to Air Grover, the, um, a kid coaster that features like two helixes, which are those elements that go around and around in the circle. And like in a three, 360 degree format of some sort. And it's just okay. It's Nothing too special about that, but I, at least I got to write it, you know? Um, but yeah, it does have pretty good theming here. It has a splash pad, plenty of kid rides, some rides you can't even ride. But I did get to experience some of these when I was a kid. It was um, Dragonland at the time. And there was this car one that's located under this playground structure. If you're familiar with this place, you know what I'm talking about. And then they have those... Uh, egg ones that look like a small ferris wheel and uh i was playing inside those netting areas which is currently still there and they also used to have a pool area that was pretty neat and i enjoyed it when i was young younger and it's just a fun place that your kids will enjoy it um and again plenty of rides so it's in store so much and trust me it's enjoyable Next, we will find Stanleyville. Now, I'm not even sure why they call this area Stanleyville. I don't even know if it's a real area in um, in Africa. But it is home to a legendary coaster called Shikra, which is a 200-tall roller coaster with a 90-degree drop. It goes up to 70 miles per hour. And it has a one loop that's called the Immelman Loop, which goes up halfway and then twists back down. Now, it is a short ride, but I got to tell you, I got to love this thing. It's ginormous. I would do it over and over and over again. And the stomach literally drops straight down. It goes really fast. And I got to tell you this. It's one heck of a ride. If you're not afraid of heights or drops, then you should definitely do this. If you're a thrill seeker, definitely. And it's all, it opened around 2005. And... It, Again, with all the stats that I've mentioned, and it has a splashdown area where you could potentially get wet. And overall, it's just a great ride. The next ride I'll mention is Stanley Falls Flume. Now, no theming here whatsoever, but and here's the thing. Oh, and by the way, Shikra is the hawk in English. I don't even, I think it's, I don't know what language it's originally from but i do know it is african a lot of african names you'll see here now stanley falls flume is a log flume ride that seats about 
up to like four people for a certain weight. And overall, it's just okay. It's good. At least it doesn't get you wet too much, you know. But overall, it's just a good ride. You should definitely do it, especially if you don't want to get wet too much. It'll just depend on where you're sitting. Most likely in the front, then you'll get soaked even more. So it's a good experience for you to try out. And the next roller coaster I'll mention is Tigris, which is, the, which is currently the newest operating roller coaster you'll find here. Now, at least I got to experience this. This is the newest ride that has came, that came out um, a couple years back, 2019. And I'm glad I got the opportunity to ride this because it's just... It's just amazing. It's very short, though, but a great thrill seeker. And it used to be, well, for the area, it used to be a home to the um, the tidal wave, which is the shoot the shoot ride, and it makes a huge splash when you drop down into the the water. And now that's gone. The structure is gone, and now it's home to this right ride. And I gotta tell you, it's amazing i would definitely do it over and over and over again but it does whip you around like crazy so it's intense so watch out for that and it goes forwards backwards up to 50 miles per hour and it is 150 feet tall with the one inversion you'll see at the top that goes um, upside down which is a zero g roll and it like if it twists you around nothing like a loop or anything but um but yes, and it's it's just good. It's really good. You should definitely consider writing this. Um, the next area is called Jangala, which is used to be the home of the legendary Python, the first Bush Gardens roller coaster that operated for thirty years, nineteen seventy six to two thousand six, and of course, I was alive at the time. I was five years old. I don't even remember it standing there. I've seen archives of it, and it looked pretty rough. I mean, I've seen roller coasters that last for like 50 years or something, and they would have still been operating. But with that being gone, it was too old. I mean, they didn't take proper care of it. But uh, it would have been nice for me to experience that. I mean, if I was born like in uh, 95 or something, then I probably would have had the chance to ride it. If I'm tall enough. And it's it's really good. It's pretty good. Um, and, it, and when it first opened. But, but towards the end of its life. it's It became rough for many people. Looking at it. And looking at the comments through YouTube. It's just. Wow. Been there that long. But it is currently replaced by. The great. One and only. Jungala. Now, here's the thing about this area. It's more for older kids, like tweens or whatever. It is home to this drop tower that's located behind the waterfall, which, as of this video, um, is not operating. But it'll keep in touch with you if it, if it opens anytime soon. But this is a good kitty um, drop tower ride. It's way smaller than Falcon's Fury, which I'll mention later. And, um, and you know, I gotta say, it's... It's just okay. 
I mean, no, it's called Wild Surge. No theming at all, but it is ha- have it does have like the good location. It does give you a pretty decent view of the Jungala area, and overall, it's just pretty good. And the play areas right now is closed due to COVID nineteen and high touch stuff and all that. And and as for the treetop trails, that's what it's called. Um, here's the thing, it. I went through there so many times, and it was it was really good. Plenty of climbing areas and a lot of bridges, and it used to be the home of the ride that's called Jungle Flyers, which is currently standing but not operating for the past couple years. I don't know why they closed it. I don't know why they don't make enough money to run it. I mean, it would have been... Nice to just keep it there to, so they could be um, more popular. But it feels like... Well, in Jangala, used to be p- pretty popular. But now it's like... It's not. So it's... Not like how it used to be when it first opened in 2008. And so... It's just crazy. But uh, anyways... They should take some care of it or put something new there. And I think there's white tigers there, or Bengal tigers out there, and orangutans. And you also find, um, I forget, there, well, there's some other animals you'll find within the enclosure of behind the treetop trails, which you'll which I don't even know or remember what the animals were, but there is an enclosure somewhere back there. Moving on to Congo, and this area right here is home to the legendary Kumba and a great river rafting ride, Congo River Rapids. Now, Kumba is the big brother of the legendary Incredible Hulk. This one packs a bunch. It's almost 30 years old. I hope it stays for a very long time. And I gotta tell you this. This ride is super intense. I love it. It's very rough for some people. So it's too much for some who don't like um, roughness on roller coasters. And it pl- and it goes upside down seven times. It's about 143 feet tall. Goes up to like 65 miles an hour. And it's... And it's a legendary coaster. And for its age, like in 1993 when it opened, it was intense. It's still like that today. And it's a great ride. You should definitely check it out. Again, if you're um, a thrill seeker. And this is the furthest um, a coaster away from the entrance. So it's a walk to get from the front to the back. I would ride it multiple times, but it does give you get you dizzy woozy whatever you didn't want to call it it does get you nauseous but with me no it doesn't but it could now congo river rapids it's it's a good rafting ride um but no but not much theming to it i mean the main um it's like uh the other two raft rides I mentioned, the Pluto and Popeye's Bilge Ridge Barges and Cali River Rapids, this one is mildish between the two, with Popeye being a little bit more intense. 
Congo River Rapids, I mean, yes, it does have the dips and all of that. And it does have the waterfall. And the main thing that's different from those two is that this one has two stations where the rafts stop at a certain moment. And they use a water cannon to push the raft to whichever side is open. And that give you gets you soaking wet. I barely, we barely got, me and my friend rode it one time. The waterfalls were off. The only splash, the wet moments were those splash zones where it goes into those dips. And, and that was it. And then there's that moment where they use that water gun or cannon, whatever. And then they push to one side and we got soaked. And my goodness, that was crazy. Um, but yeah, it, it's like, it's just one huge square. That's basically it, but it's, uh, but you should definitely, definitely give it a shot. But right now, um, it's currently closed due to budget cuts. Again, COVID-19, they like open up one water ride and then close the other. It's like they're riding one water ride at a time now. I mean, and all of the rides that are currently closed during this time, Again, I mentioned Wild Surge. They also have this Sky Ride, which I'll mention um, towards the end of this tour, and and we'll talk more about that. And it is a transportation ride, by the way. And there's one station in Stanville. We'll get to the main one when we get to Cheetah Hunt later. So we'll be talking about the rest of the park and the Jiffy. Um, and there's plenty much more to in store for us to mention and a lot more great rides coming up and we'll be right back and I'll see if I can find Bush Gardens music here. So or African music. So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
Hello, and we are back. Unfortunately, I can't find uh, Bush Garden's songs, so, I mean, it's pretty much copyrighted. And plus, they also use popular music back in the good old days. Popular, um, worldly music you can find throughout um, the radio and TV and whatever. And um, not much Bush Garden. So I stuck with that song from Midnight Club 2, and I actually use this song while I'm driving. It's... Felix the House Cat. Um, it's called Sequel to Sub. You should check that out. It's pretty catchy. Now, moving on to the next area. We recently uh, talked about the first few areas of the Bush Gardens Park. We just talked about Kumba and Congo River Rapids and all the other stuff that's on the left side. Now we're going to the right. So we're heading back down. So it's basically like a circle where... You go from Morocco's to um, Stanleyville going upward and then finishing off at Congo towards the top. And now we're going on the right side, going down into Egypt to finish it off. So, Pantopia is the main, is basically like the central hub of the park. Now, here's the thing to point out. It's home to two roller coasters. It's home to... The Great Scorpion, which is currently the oldest coaster. And then Sand Serpent, which used to be called Cheetah Chase. Now, Scorpion is a great ride for starters. It does go upside down once. It doesn't go too fast. But, let me tell you this. Um, this ride does back a punch. It has a triple helix, which goes around and around and around three times. And and it's like in a, in a figure eight layout, which if you look through Google Earth, you'll find out why it's a figure eight. It looks like an eight of the layout. Now, the main complaint with this ride is does it does get pretty popular, though. But here's the thing. It's only running one train. It has the capacity to run another one. There used to be another train that was sitting there when I looked at it before I started riding roller coasters. But what happened to it? I have no freaking idea. I mean, bring that train back and it'll run better, don't you think? And keep it around for another decade, I hope. Or even forever. I don't know. But, uh... Yeah, it did recently get a repaint and it overall looks really good. You should definitely check that out once you're in the area. The next, um... Now, the Sand Serpent is a basic wild mouse ride you'll find in any other amusement park. It goes side to side to side with those sharp turns. I'll be like, whoa, 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 you know, and and it does have pretty small drops. It does. It is a bit jerky with those turns, though. And I scream louder than that. Honestly, I'll be like, ah! you know, and um. <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't necessary. I know. I do that all the time anyways. Um, but yeah, it's overall just good. It's a solid ride. Just needs a repaint. That's it. Nothing too special about it. Um, it was a This area was a great home to a great old Phoenix, which is a spinning ship ride that hangs you upside down for a few seconds. It hasn't been operating for a couple of years, which apparently I have no idea why. I mean, they shut it down. I mean, it's been like that for a couple of years. I mean, 
I've heard rumors that they're going to shut it down or something. I don't get it. Um, but I don't think they're making enough money with this ride. I mean, it's. I wonder if they'll ever open it again. Who knows? Might might not happen. Um, but it's still closed as of right now from what I remember. And the last time I went, like, I think a couple of months back. I only went one time in 2021, so that's that. And um, moving on. And it also homes three um, kids' rides, which um, are the spinning plane rides. And then there's or the spinning plane ride um, that you control up going up and down. And then there's um, the train ride that I've, that basically doesn't have much decor around it. It just goes in the square a couple times. And then there's those spinning motorcycle ones, which look pretty cool. And honestly, fun fact, when I was like three or four, those were my first three rides when I went to or Bush Gardens often when I was a little boy. And I've also ridden Gwazi Gliders too. And... Those rides were pretty good. I've written those so many times. Your kids, your toddlers will definitely enjoy these. Um, now moving on to the great, legendary, one and only Falcon's Fury. Yes, I've written this so many times. And this is actually my first drop tower ride that I've written. Fun fact. It's about 355 feet tall. It goes 60 miles an hour, drops you down, facing to the ground 90 degrees from your seats. It's like Manta, right? From SeaWorld, except that you're facing down while you're dropping. Now, here's the thing to point out with this. Don't do it if you're afraid of heights. I would do it multiple times. I'm the only one in my family that's willing to do it multiple times and I've done it by myself and it's crazy to believe that and trust me I love it it still scares me to death when I do it and I still do it every single time kind of like Dr. Doom don't you think I've it's crazy for me to rewrite scary rides like that but honestly it doesn't scare me too much I was petrified when I first did it but I wanted to do it so it's a it's a good experience for you to try out. Do it when it's a low weight, though, um, because it only drops you one time, and that's it. And then going on to Niobri, which doesn't house any attractions, but the main attraction you'll find here is the train station, and you'll also find another stop at Stanleyville. And there used to be another one at Congo, but... For some reason, they're not using it. It's like abandoned. What's going on, Bush Gardens? They keep closing down certain stuff. Why don't they use these things? It's like there's a couple things that are abandoned. I don't get it. But anyways, this is the main station where you get to find animals. And it gives you great views of the park where you don't get to see much. And it's just huge I mean, you should definitely consider riding the train especially if you want to break from walking and it's a good long experience too so i suggest doing a full trip so you can check out the park while you're at it 
and that's the main attraction. And then you also find elephants here, which smell like crap, honestly. I mean, ugh. Once you walk by there and the, by the flamingos at Bird Gardens, you'll smell crap throughout the area. I mean, ugh. I don't get it. And um, if case if you noticed, if you walk through um, by just right by the elephants, you'll notice that there's some work walls there. Now, let me tell you this. There's um, a rumored new ride that's going to be coming in that area. It's going to be an S&S screaming, screaming swing, which are those things that go back and forth, back and forth, and swing you forward and backward. And look those up and you'll see what I'm doing. Um, look up like Finnegan's Flyer at Busch Gardens Williamsburg. It's going to be like that. And originally, I think it was supposed to open, like, this year or something. They started, like, breaking the ground down, and and um, and now it's just abandoned and delayed. I don't know if it's going to be coming back. I hope it's not canceled. I mean, I would definitely go back to Busch Gardens in the future, just not sure when. Or when they'll stop doing new rides. I don't know. But, um... But anyways, and fun fact, a little bit of a brief history here. Um, it used to be a home to Rhino Rally, which is, which was a safari attraction, and it's been left abandoned for years and years. It closed like all the way back in twenty fourteen, until like what twenty nineteen they started working on this area and, and they finally, done some work with it, but then they left it alone again. So. That's that. And then there's a couple of uh, animal habitats where you'll find um, lemurs, um, different African animals you'll find at the, the place called Animal Connections. You should definitely check that out. Now going on real quickly, moving on to Edge of Africa, which is, yes, actually an area, home to Cheetah Hunt and this other Skyride Station. Now let's first talk about Cheetah Hunt real quick. It's home to three launches. It's themed to you riding in the cheetah that goes up to 60 miles per hour and has one inversion and it's a very long ride, over 3,000 feet of track. And I gotta say, this ride is amazing. It's one of the popular rides most of the time you'll find here, especially on weekends. Like, I've seen like 100 minute waits on this and I would personally rewrite it over and over and over again i've ridden uh cheetah hunt like four times in one day one time and it was just it's just incredible this ride is amazing and nothing to complain about it it does great give, give you great views of the park when you're reached to the top for its well-known element element with a figure eight style uh, layout there and it gives you a drop and it takes you out and back to the far side of the park. And then they just put in a great spot. And the interesting thing about this ride is that it also shares a station with the Sky Ride. Now, this is basically the main station where, and it's like the bigger, the biggest one of the two stations. So... It gives you great views of Cheetah Hunt, and it also gives you great views of the Serengeti Plain, which is the main home of the animals. 
and throughout the park. It's just incredible views and it drops you off back at Stanleyville. So it's pretty good um way to split things up, you know, have one station at each side of the park. It's just great. You should definitely check it out once it opens. Oh, man, I forgot to mention. There's this one other ride that I completely forgot to mention. We have this great bumper cars ride in, Jung excuse me, Kumba, right next to Kumba. And before you cross the bridge over to Kumba, you'll find these bumper cars. And they're great looking. You should definitely check that out. It's a ride that I forgot to mention. Nothing too special about it, though. Old fashioned, but um, you should definitely experience it when you can. And it's currently open, by the way, because that was used to be one of the attractions that closed indefinitely until now. Now, the next ride I'll mention, which is a roller coaster, one of the newest ones, it's called Cobra's Curse. It's probably the best themed out of all of the part or out of the roller coasters. And it houses Q music, which is amazing. And it, they did the same with Tigris, but not as much theming as uh, Cobra's Curse. But anyways, um, Cobra's Curse is a great family ride. It first um, takes you up this elevator lift and you face this venomous snake right in front of you, the Cobra. And then... You go through the, um, and it has three different sections. There's a forward section, the backward section, and the spinning section. I thought it's really unique. And this ride is not too long, but it goes up to like 40 miles per hour. It's a, it's a great ride. It seats eight, up to eight people. So keep that in mind that this ride also gets pretty popular. I tried to ride as much as I can. And it's a great addition to this area because it used to be the only... Um, home to the one and only Montu, which was the only attraction before Cobra's Curse opened. Now it drags a lot of attention. Now, Montu is probably my favorite coaster. I mean, I like the three B&Ms, which are Kumbo, Shikra, and this one, which are all made by this manufacturer, Bulliger Mabillard. And these rides are great. I These are like my top three rides that I would ride every single time. And they don't get popular all the time, you know? Most of the time, these things are walk-ons. The one with the usual weights would probably be Shikra out of the three. Montu is mostly a walk-on. I mean, this is really enjoyable. It's very smooth. It has great elements. It's one huge invert, with, which is what they call it, by the way. And... It's massive. You should, and it's the first, pretty much the first coaster you'll see when you enter to Bush Gardens. It's the blue and yellow one. And overall, this park is just amazing. And it does house great shows, which I won't be able to mention now because they're not operating um, due to COVID 19 uh, restrictions with um, social distancing in the backstages areas. And then there's plenty of. Uh, animal opportunities you could see plenty of food options and just the food here is good it's um, almost like american food and um i mean there's not much to say it's just basic it's just basic food you can find anywhere nothing too african-ish you know but uh overall this place tremendously awesome 
I would definitely go back, but I'm not sure if I'm going to renew my pass right away. But uh, it's just a place worth visiting, and it's cheap, too. I mean, they offer annual passes where you could pay monthly with no down payment, which is like a hundred and something bucks. You don't have to pay that. You could just pay 12 bucks a month for a bronze pass. 12 bucks. It makes up the hundred and something. Like 120 around there. Or more than that. It's more than that. I gotta get my math straight. It's probably like 140 something. But it's definitely worth the experience you should check out. And overall, this place, hands down, huge place, best park in the area, or the only park in the area, actually. And overall, it's great. And you'll look forward to riding Iron Gwazi too. And hopefully, it'll open this spring. Hopefully, um, in May is what it's most likely going to happen. So that's it about Bush Gardens. We will be talking about SeaWorld in a little bit and see if we have enough time for it. And if we don't have a lot of time for it, we'll try to go quick. But I'll try to mention it all I could because I remember a lot when I went seven years ago, 2013. And it was a good experience. I would definitely want to go back and pay 12 bucks a month. It's the same thing with SeaWorld. And they're both owned by the same company, SeaWorld Parks and Entertainment. So we'll be right back with this short break. And you'll be hearing another great song from YouTube that I'll mention later. So check it out. We'll be right back.
Hello, everybody, and welcome back to One Hour with Santi. And right now we're going to be talking about SeaWorld. In case if you're wondering where that song came from, it's one of those copyrighted songs. It's called Lost uh, Sky. You should definitely check it out. It's really, it's really good. So I'm going to talk briefly about Universal. I mean, excuse me, SeaWorld. Now, here's the thing about this place. I haven't gone to this place in, like, years, since 2013. So I'm going to be talking about my experiences personally, and and just to be clarifying, I went before Mako, the Infinity Falls, in Sesame Street, and Icebreaker were not present at the time, but I did everything else in 2013 when the new Antarctica ride opened. So to start things off, when you enter to the park, Manta is the first ride you see, and Fun fact, it's my first big boy coaster, and I was 12 years old to ride a very first ever ride that goes upside down in my life. That, my friends, is one quite crazy way to start this thing of me having a trend with loving roller coasters. Now, here's the thing about this ride. It makes you face down the entire time. Of course, it's a flying type of theming, and you're... Um, like a manta ray and the theming is amazing and I like the queue when you enter to through to through the entrance and then you see you know a lot of fish in the aquarium it's like it's really good with the way they incorporated that with um, the queue of this ride and it's just amazing and of course they also have a dual station that splits into two that um, work to cr- increase capacity since it does take a while, fun fact, for um, people to get on this coaster. And it takes a, a, like, a bit longer than a usual coaster you've witnessed. Now, and overall, this ride is just amazing. I've only ridden it once, though. But it was like, I like it, but one and done. You know what I mean? But whenever I have the chance to go back to Sea Orla, hopefully this year then I will definitely consider riding Manta once again because I'm into riding everything, every single ride, even kids, thrillers. Um, Some rides I might chicken out on it, like uh, Slingshot as the prime example. But other than that, it's it's just amazing with this ride. And overall, I love it. And that's how I became a huge fan of roller coasters. I wasn't into it completely as much as I am right now, but... uh. You know, it's great. Now, I'm going to be first talking about the ride. So, the next ride you'll see when you go from the left on forward, when you go in clockwise formation from starting from Manta, um, you go to Journey to Atlantis. Now, this ride is pretty good theming. It has really good theming. Um, Back in the day, before the refurbishment, it had a good story to it, but... Honestly, at the time, the indoor skid section um, scared the heck out of me because, well, I'm not really big into dark rides until now. And um, and overall, it's it's just a great theme. And plus, I like the way they incorporated the roller coaster into this ride. So it is a roller coaster, guys. It does have a drop. It does um, twist and turn, but only a little bit, though. It does ride it. The boat does ride itself, and it has wheels and it doesn't it's not in water the entire time you know like 
you'll get with a point once you write it or see the POVs and you'll see that there's certain sections where there's no water. And um, it's a great aspect. It's a really unique ride. You should definitely experience that. And um, it's great. Next up, we have Kraken, which is the first roller coaster at SeaWorld. Now, I've ridden this a couple of times. And honestly, out of the two coasters, I think I well. I actually can't say which one's my favorite because I don't have enough experience on Manta. But from a lot of people, um, Kraken is still okay ride. For me, I personally like it. I don't care much about, you know, how rough it is. But I do like the layout. I like the loops that it provides. And even though it's some people may say it's basic, it's just good. Now, we went before, way before the uh, rever- refurbishment, and so it didn't have much steaming um, when you're in the queue for Kraken. It was mainly just outside, and, um, it, and it just had, like, white walls at the time. But right now, um, you'll know, like, the story much better after it went through some little bit of refurbishment, just a little bit. And it was closed for... A brief time a couple years back to uh, put VR into it. Fun fact. But unfortunately, they took it away because um, it was taking up too much time. And it doesn't work out best. So they don't have the best capability, cap- capability to, um, to do it. And so it's like they need a lot of training on that or something. I mean... It takes a lot of time to put the VR sets, and especially with COVID around, then yeah, it may take a bit much longer. So overall, I like this ride, but do keep in mind, it is a long ride, but it's pretty rough. I don't mind it, honestly, but whatever you guys think. Now... The next ride I will mention is Sky Tower. Now, when we went at the time, we've done it one time. Here's the thing. Back then, you didn't have to pay to see the views of the park, which is which was incredible by the way. It would have been interesting if it like malfunctions and then it drops, then you would be spinning like crazy. That would kill you like crazy. For real. I mean, there's no seatbelts. So, it's like the tallest ride in the park, of course, because it provides a great view throughout the area. As of right now, this part, this this ride, it is closed. But recent years, um, they did uh, have to pay for, or they do have to pay for the um, um, what is it? I just lost my train of thought. Sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, back then it was free. Just long story short. Um, now, the next ride I will mention is Wild Arctic, which is also closed at this time due to COVID-19. I mean, overall, it has a great story. I mean, it's um, very ice theme. It's your themes inside the... Man, I can't get my words straight. I don't know what's going on. But anyways, so let's backtrack a little bit. So it's themed to basically you riding in a helicopter to, uh, I don't remember exactly what the story is, 
but it's still like save animals or something or get you to the uh, Arctic site. I mean, it's it does get pretty wild. And the main thing about that ride is that it's sounds raggedy and very rough and uh, could put like a lot of refurbishment to this. A lot of work, much needed. And um, overall, okay, it's just okay. And that's pretty much all the rides that I've done. Um, now, there's plenty of shows here, too, which also include, well, they used to be called the Shamu Stadium at the time, back when they were breeding their orcas, but now it's called the Orca Encounter. And this show is great. I honestly liked it. I mean, after hearing about what they actually do to the orcas, it is upsetting. But honestly, I would go there just for the rides. I mean, this is probably what Universal... I mean, ah, I keep having Universal on my mind. Um, what SeaWorld is um, aiming for, more rides and less shows. I mean, that's this is the mascot that was well-known for SeaWorld, and it has the legendary killer whales but due to the space that they live in and all that it's like how do i want i wonder how they do it but then after hearing about it i thought it was nonsense but but after thinking about it it's actually true um from what i'm thinking if you ever heard of blackfish that's a documentary on how um bad sea world is honestly but Personally, I would still go just for the rides. I mean, yes, I feel sorry for um, these animals, but to go through this, plus they, um, I mean, I don't know what they have to do, but they do treat them at least. So I don't know. That's just my opinion. The next show you'll um, I'll mention is the Dolphin Theater. I forgot what the name was, but this time it's also featuring animals, but with dolphins. And overall, it's it's a good show. It's a good experience. I I don't remember much of the story of it, but uh, it's definitely worth the experience. You should try out and watch. They're all very talented animals here. Next, we have the sea the. The sea lion show that has um, a couple of sea lions that were um, themed that it was themed to pirates at the time. Now it's like um, high school related or something like that. And overall, it was good. I mean, all these shows are good. And uh, you know, I just can't say much about them because I don't remember. But. But I do remember this one show that at the Seaport Theater, it's called Pets Ahoy. It's like um, this one. There's like a lot of animal shows throughout the um, different parks in Florida. This one, I think, is my favorite. I mean, it does provide a lot of laughs. And, you know, it's it's just great the way they um, train the animals. Now, I don't know how they train the, the pets either. I just hope that it's not um, abusive. I mean, they do uh, treat them for actually listening, and then they feel excited. I mean, I don't know how the killer whales feel anyway. Um, but it is upsetting, though, to some people. 
Oh, yeah. I completely forgot to mention. Um, okay. So, this is the actually the last ride. I forgot to mention this one, which I'm... Of course, I briefly uh, talked about earlier, but this one, the Antarctica Empire of a Penguin, it has a pretty good story. It does make you sad uh, with this penguin that lives the life, and you're just following this one penguin that grew from growing up. And, um, you know, I thought at first, when I waited three hours for... Um, I thought it was going to be like a boat ride. But here's the thing with this ride. We vo- we went like about a couple weeks or a month after it opened. All the way in 2013. And first of all, it was cold. I was scared. I didn't expect it to be... I didn't expect it to be like that. I thought it would be more of a, a boat ride or something like that. But after looking at the vehicles and everything, one way I thought it was pretty cool. One, the other way I thought it was scary. But after looking back at it, I thought it was mediocre. You should definitely not wait this long. And matter of fact, um, this is another ride that is currently closed due to COVID-19. Now, it does have a great story. It has great ve- looking vehicles. But overall, it's just short. I mean, it's just nothing too special about this. I mean, yes, they added an indoor attraction to this park. I mean, there's a couple of other ones. But with this one, you know, it's just... I I didn't get it completely. I didn't understand it much. But uh, overall, it's just okay. So... That's pretty much the brief um, background of my experience. Um, and overall, what to expect. There's You'll expect a lot more. I mean, I would definitely go back. I mean, it's been so long already. And um, I've only had the fun card from there for one year. And I would definitely go back after adding a lot of new stuff. And they're adding to... A lot of rides in areas where they're not present. So it's basically they're going in the circle where of where on the um on the right side of the park when you enter through the entrance. If you look at the map that it provides online, then you know what I'm talking about. But overall I would honestly pay twelve bucks a month for a bronze pass with no down payment. That's a great deal. And I mean, I already have Universal. Why not do SeaWorld? My, a, couple, a couple of my friends have it. So I'll consider. But Drive, though, is a bit while long. So that's it about my personal experience with SeaWorld. Will I go back? Heck yeah. And do everything? Of course I can. Um, even the kid rides I would do that I can do. You know what I mean? But, uh, but yeah, so next week we'll be talking more theme parks and we'll catch you guys later. Thank you guys for listening and we'll catch y'all next week. Bye bye.